I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much product was being sourced overseas and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that were still making in Britain. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in the UK, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be telling the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and manufacturers and offering advice to those that want to make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. and welcome to episode 18 of the Make It British podcast. This is another special bonus episode for you. It's the third in our series of five podcasts that accompany my Get Set for Manufacturing Challenge. So every day this week, I'm bringing you a special short solo episode where I am tackling one of the five key steps that you need to take if you want to start working with a UK manufacturer. So today I'm going to be tackling prices, in particular cost prices, why it's so important to have a target cost price, the best way of calculating that price and how to do a sanity check to make sure that your cost price is realistic. Now there are two ways of looking at price. You can either take your cost price or the cost price that the manufacturer gives you and then times it by approximately two or four, depending on whether you plan to wholesale or not. Or the better way of doing it, I believe anyway, is to take the retail price that you want to sell it for and then work backwards. So that then gives you a target cost price that you can work to. I think it's much better to have a starting point like that when you approach a manufacturer so that you both know what you're aiming for. You can also then do a check that that is actually a realistic price based on the fact that you're making the product in the UK, which is something that I'll cover later on in this podcast. So using my method, before you can set a target cost price, first, you need to know what you're aiming to sell the product for based on what you think it's worth in the marketplace. So not stabbing around in the dark because if you do that, a manufacturer will get wind. Mark my words. So you've got to do your research and you've got to research the marketplace before you start on any sort of product development. If you're launching a product and you haven't done any market research yet, I really highly recommend that you do so. To do that, just look at other similar products in the marketplace that you think your potential customer might want to buy that are similar to yours or that are competing for the same money from someone's pocket. And how much do those products sell for? If your product is totally unique, think about what else your ideal customer would buy for that amount of money. How much would they pay pay for your product and what else could they get in terms of the same amount of money that offers the same value in their life. So if they were forced to choose between your product and something else of comparable price, would your product stack up? That's what you've got to ask yourself. Also think, if you're in a situation like that, focus groups can come in really handy. When I worked at Marks and Spencers back in the early days, we used to use them all the time. Don't just ask your mum. 
she's bound to think that anything that you make is going to be priceless. Find a group of your target customer and ask them what they'd be willing to pay for for the product. But bear in mind, people are generally going to say less than they actually would in real life. People will always tell you a slightly lower price because that's what they're hoping you were selling for. But it gives you a good kind of rule of thumb. With selling prices, one of the common mistakes that I see people making is also trying to undercut what their competitors are doing on price. Now, that is a slippery slope and it's something you don't want to go into when you learn, first launch a product. When you launch any product, don't compete on price. Your product needs to have a USP all of its own that's not about price, but it's about other key benefits and features that your product offers to the end user. So now you've got your target selling price for your product, you can work backwards. So as a general rule of thumb, if you plan to wholesale, i.e. you're going to sell through a third party retailer, so in someone else's shop, you're going to want to divide your selling price by at least four or to really be on the safe side, five. That gives you enough room to cover both the retailer's two or two and a half times markup and also to make yourself some profit as well. If, on the other hand, you only ever intend to sell through your own sales channels, like your own website or your own brick and mortar store, then dividing by two should be okay. But don't forget to account for VAT because that can really catch people out. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is just taking the cost price. So, So doing it the other method, taking the cost price that the manufacturer gives them and then just double it. And that brings them in a decent profit margin when they start out. But when they try and sell through an online retailer because they want to expand their distribution channels, they want to try and and sell through another retailer other than just their own website, then they get into trouble and they just haven't allowed enough to sell at wholesale. So that can be a real danger. So watch out for that. It's much easier to put your prices down should you decide at a later date that you don't want to wholesale than it is to put your prices up. It's virtually impossible to put your prices up because you've already trained your current customer to buy your product at a certain price and they're going to wonder why they're going to have to start paying more. So getting your prices right from the start is so important. And if you want to hear more about wholesale versus retail prices, go back and listen to the interview I did with James Eden, which is number two, number 002, because he spoke about how he decided to stop wholesaling and just start selling through his own channels. So it's a really interesting one to listen to. But he started out at the the price where he could wholesale. And now, because he's not wholesaling anymore, he's been able to bring the price down. So for his customers, the price has got slightly lower rather than higher, which is definitely the way to do do it. So once you've got your target cost price, and if the idea of doing all that is just, all that mass is just making your head hurt, I do have a handy online cost price calculator on the Make It British website that you can use. And I will put the link to that calculator in the show notes because it, will allow you to work it backwards or forwards, whichever way you want to do with either your selling price or your cost price. So once you've got your target cost price, now is the time to do your reality check. 
So your cost price needs to include not only the manufacturing cost of your product, but also the raw materials costs, any trims or any packaging that you're using. All those things going to make up your cost price, not just the price that the manufacturer is giving you, because chances are they're not providing a lot of the materials, trims or labels. So you've got to think with the target cost price that you've now worked out, will that cover all of those different things? Will it cover your manufacturing, your raw materials, your labelling, your packaging? Or is it unrealistic based on what your customer will pay and what you think you can sell that product for? Now, remember, at the time of recording this, the national living wage in the UK is just under £8 an hour. Your manufacturer will look at how many minutes it takes them to make the product from start to finish, but they'll also add on their own overheads that covers things like rent, equipment, energy, insurance, tax, and then they'll give you a price. So if you're asking them to make something for just a few pounds, do you think it seems like a fair price based on how long it might take them to make it? If it doesn't seem realistic, then the only way that they might be able to get that price would be if they're cutting corners somewhere. So don't ever push a manufacturer to try and make something unethically, not in the UK. And if your reality check makes it look unlikely that you're going to be able to make the product and still work with an ethical manufacturer, go back to the drawing board. You're either going to need to reconsider your selling price, your target market, your distribution channels or your design. Particularly if you want to make in the UK, the design is all important. So lots of complex features such as time consuming handiwork on the product. I mean, those sort of things lead to high labour costs. And for that reason, some products just aren't viable in the UK. So you have to think, am is what I'm trying to make actually going to be viable to make in the UK at the price my customer is willing to pay for it? One of the questions that I get asked a lot is, should I price a product from several different manufacturers so that I can get the cheapest one? So should I go and visit several manufacturers or email several manufacturers and get a price from lots of them? Now that to me starts to ring alarm bells for several reasons. Firstly, in order to give you an accurate cost price, a manufacturer is more than likely going to want to make a sample for you. Now, that only is not only going to cost you money, but also many manufacturers make a loss on samples because they just see it as a cost that they add on to potential business that they're going to get going forward. So if you start sampling with quite a few manufacturers and they find out, and the UK is quite small, so they may, may well do, you may end up with no manufacturer at all because they'll all know that you're just shopping around. And that just doesn't make for a healthy start to a relationship with a manufacturer, does it? So stick with two or three absolute max, I would say, when you're starting to get a cost price. So I hope you found that useful, that little talk of mine on cost prices and how to work out your cost price. Don't forget, you can go onto my website. I'll put the link in the show notes for where you can find a cost price calculator. Now, if you didn't hear the podcast from the last two days, do go back and have a listen because I cover quite a lot of detail on how to develop a product in the UK, especially if you're starting a new business and you want to make in the UK. I'm going to be back tomorrow when I'm going to talk about minimum order quantities, what they are and how they can affect your product development. And don't forget, 
there's still time to sign up for my Get Set for Manufacturing Challenge, even if you're listening to this podcast in the past. It costs you nothing to sign up and it just gives you five simple steps you need to take to be factory ready in just five days. You can go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash get set and you can sign up there to join. You'll find a full transcript of this podcast along with any other details that I've mentioned today at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash zero eight. Right, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. interested in discovering UK manufacturers from the fashion, textiles and homeware sectors, you should definitely come to our trade show, Make It British Live. The next event is taking place on the 29th and 30th of May 2019 at the Business Design Centre in London. With over 200 exhibitors, inspiring talks just like the ones you've been listening to on this podcast and interactive workshops, it's the perfect place to network with others that want to see UK manufacturing thrive again. Registration is now open. Just go to makeitbritishlive.com forward slash register to register for a free ticket. If you're a British-made manufacturer or brand and want to find out how your business can benefit from being involved in the show, just visit makeitbritishlive.com forward slash exhibit, fill out a short questionnaire and one of my team will get straight back to you. To reach out to me personally, the best place to do this is via LinkedIn. Just look up Kate Hills and you'll find me. You'll also find me on Twitter at Make It British and Instagram at Make It British too. For all show notes for these podcasts, just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash podcast and you'll find all the details. And make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing in iTunes, Stitcher or whichever is your preferred podcast app. And I really would love it if you left me a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye.